Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and um, with me as always is... Is Sesame uh, Backyard Organic Farms Matter in Carta. Okay. I sound very concerned. Okay. Just in general. Oh, alright. And I don't know why I do. It's just one of those feelings, like a sort of tingle on like on yeah. your spine or your head or whatever. I'm I'm my my superhuman powers because I'm concerned, man. That's my Pete, that's my superhero your, identity. Your, your concerned man is <laughs> Pete, the Peter Tingle. They call it no. Yes, that's what it is. No, the, Peter, no. <laughs> the concerned man is yeah yeah superpowers. Like whenever you you just feel like there's like a. I think they actually had characters like that though that were empathetic mm-hmm. and had. Yeah. Well, you already get that with. Um, oh, I'm not empathetic at all. I'm just concerned. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, you're concerned. <laughs> you're just concerned, man. There's a difference, See, I think. I don't you know. Don't have, you don't have like the abilities of like, <laughs> let's say, Cecile does in the Flash. You just have like a a concern, like, oh, I feel concerned about something. That's my power. Mm-hmm. Like about what? Ah. Uh, not, Not sure. really sure yet. Just something's gonna happen. I never solve any problems or anything. I just am concerned about them. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think we yeah. should get on that movie, man. Um. Anyway, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be released by uh, Marvel next year. Oh God. <laughs> With a lot of plot holes and um. Yeah. Good action. Anyway, so the um. <laughs> <clears throat> Doctor Concerned Man. <laughs> Doctor Concerned. <laughs> wow. Oh, God. So the reason I'm concerned is the fact that I chose to watch this sitcom that we're covering for this episode. Yeah, it wasn't good. Um, it was really, honestly, one of the worst I've seen. Yeah, and, and the low hum sound in the background didn't help but that was that had nothing to do with the show itself no. it was just converted or whatever but but that really did kind of sort of just like i, I guess accentuate how, how terrible the show was just to accentuate the negative yeah eliminate well, the positive yeah <laughs> wait <laughs> wait what <laughs> i took the song and i mixed the lyrics up yeah. on purpose so um the, uh, yeah, but terrible, terrible show. Oh my yeah. God. Um, so yeah, w- what we're covering is the uh, the series premiere of the TV show Kristen. 
starring Kristen Chenoweth. And, um, it premiered on June 5th of 2001 and was canceled on July 10th of 2001. Mm. After six episode had, episodes had been uh, screened out of the 13 that they produced. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a situation comedy. I mean, maybe it got better as the show went on. I don't know. <clears throat> but our, uh, what happens in the, uh, or actually, what's your first, first, what's your, uh, like, hot take on this? <clears throat> hot take? I mean, there's nothing hot about it. It's just, uh, <laughs> just boring, unfunny, <clears throat> uninspiring, <clears throat> just, um, uh, the jokes fell flat. The laughter came in like always, like a second or millisecond too late. Um, just everything about it was just bad. Um, the acting was pretty horrible. Um, for most of the people, maybe not Kristen. Even her acting wasn't that great in the episode. But then again, how can you make the show good? I mean, so... Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Just didn't like it. Plus, too, you know, it's because our, our friend Larry is in the show, which you know, you know, I'm not too happy with, you know. So that kind of uh, kind yeah. of put a little dent into it. So he's our second favorite, Larry, and um, yeah, after the cable guy. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, no, Larry Romano. By the way, he's he's not related to. Oh yeah, I Ray know. Romano. Yeah, he's not at all. In case any, just yeah. in case anyone was wondering. Oh. You know, like, like, oh, cool, Romano, maybe, like, nope, they're not related, and it's a good thing that they're not related, actually. Um, but yeah, um, we'll get into him soon. Yeah. <laughs> so, what happens in this show here? Um, what happens in this uh, <clears throat> piece of footage put to film um, <clears throat> is that this guy is like a businessman or something or he's like the mayor don't know exactly what he is but um he's like a he's like a i think he's i think he's like a real estate agent or, or not real estate like real estate guy like because in his office he has a bunch of shovels hanging up on the wall like you do when you oh. break ground so he's like a, you know, like a Trump kind of character. Like yeah, light, something like that. A light Trump. So basically, so what happens is, so Kristen, she she wants to be like a Broadway like person, like dancing, you know, doing singing, you know, acting. So she um she fails her audition and she's you know about to just go home to Oklahoma where she comes from, but then um simultaneously what's happening is that the rich business guy has a bunch of like scandals going on because you know apparently he's been like sexually harassing all of his assistants so we kind of got that yes and this character's name is tommy ballantyne that's right ballantyne per uh acted by um john tenney t-e-n-n-e-y if i'm pronouncing that wrong i'm sorry yeah. To somebody. 
I, I, he seems somewhat familiar, but um, and so you know his his fixer is like Larry Romano. He's like he's like the guy who's like telling him to like you gotta calm down. You gotta do things by the book. You can't keep you know being the playboy, whatever you know type of thing. And you know the business guy's like, no, I'm gonna do what I want or whatever. And then Larry's like, oh well, we found your new assistant. We got her from a church her minister somehow got the job for her i don't know how that happened but okay and then um they so probably just went what? to some random church and be like hey give us somebody mm-hmm. that's not you know gonna be a temptation to uh mr ballantyne here but what a weird request though but anyway mm-hmm. so like so apparently this church is like, sure, we'll just send one of our own, which is weird though. Think about it because it's like, you're sending one of your own to like a known predator, basically like, you know, like, Oh, this guy's got tons of scandals where he's actually harassed. Like all of his assistants must just send he, one of our own. You know what might've been a good idea to do? What? Hire a straight man as your assistant. Yeah. But no, that wouldn't make sense for whatever reason. So, mm-hmm. so she shows up, and she becomes like the face of morality in the show because he wants to cut corners and he wants to do this and that, and she won't break, you know, any of her morals. Like, like the very first thing she re- to me was kind of ridiculous, but whatever. So the very first thing that he wants her to do that like breaks her moral code is to make three reservations to three separate restaurants and that he's only going to choose one of them because he's not sure yet which restaurant that he wants to eat at. So she's like, oh, I can't do that because that means that two of those restaurants are going to have a reservation and then that means that someone else can't eat there that night. I'm like, really? Like... I mean, I know it's it's kind of mean, but like, really, that's you're already taking a hard line, like immediately for that. Whatever. Okay, fine. And and, and, and usually, if somebody doesn't show up by a certain amount of time, they they give the reservation to somebody else, anyways. Exactly. So that that hmm. I was that was kind of like unbelievable to me. Like, really, seriously, you're gonna okay, fine. So then he he she basically like talks him down to like one so it's like oh so we're already we're already getting started she's like infecting him with her morality already let's see how this goes you know type of thing and then he oh by the way so he's got this creepy um two-way mirror where he can see his assistant from outside yeah you can see the lobby and her and everything in there it's creepy uh right there um where you could just watch someone. They're very Trumpian. Very Trumpian. I think they kind of probably base this off in a little bit. Um, like, just a little, like a, a light, mm-hmm. you know, version of Trump. Well, he but, even um, gets a phone call from, from from Mayor Giuliani at one point. That's right, he did. So, yeah, I think I'm almost guaranteed they probably base this off of him a little bit. Yeah, that's right, like, get, get Giuliani on the line or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then, like, our, our boy Larry, you know, is... Is like you know, unlike the real Larry in real life, who's a terrible person. Um, in, in, the, in the show, he's he's actually kind of like he's the voice he's like, of reason. Actually, he is the voice of reason. Unlike in real life, you know, which he's the voice. And of and, and I will Luna's tell you, I do like his character's name for some reason. 
Okay. Aldo Bonadonna. That's right. Yeah. I don't know why, but I thought it was a funny name. So, it's a good name. So. <clears throat> so, you got that going on. I think before that, you had the stereotypical um, token black character came in. Um, you know, this is early 2000s, so you had to have... Yeah, you either had to have a guy, a black guy with dreadlocks, or, like, like a black guy in, like, uh, like a suit and tie. Like, that, those were, like, your... Like you had to have that one character, and then, like who has, like, two lines and then just leaves and then doesn't come back for the rest of the show. You know, and they're like, oh, we, you know, we, we have, we're tolerant, you know, whatever we did, you know, kind of thing. That was, you know, sort of their, that was, like, sort of the the formula back then or whatever, even to this day a little bit, actually. Yeah. But, um, it's, you know, shows that much hasn't really changed. Um, but anyway, so, um, so he leaves and he, like, walks, like, away, like, in a sort of swagger, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, because you have to do that to, you know, you know, and um, to like just, I don't know, just dehumanize the person. I get, I don't know what the intention would be, but whatever. And like, and then, because you know, TV is such a great, you know, non-racist, you know, non-sexist enterprise. But anyway, um, yeah, there's you know, never, there's never Har- been an issue or a problem in the history of oh, television. No, no, talk to Harvey Weinstein about that. Anyway, so um, um you know, this guy kind of wants who, to be. Who, so who is this you speak of? What's that? Who is this you speak of? Yeah, who is this? Yeah, Harvey. I don't know. Some, the guy who produced Airbud, apparently. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, one of the best movies of all time, mind you. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, so, so she, I mean, what else happens, dude? Like, I don't remember. Something about, oh, yeah, the guy, well, why don't you, can you talk about the guy who brings the Cuban cigars? Because I'm kind of I guess my, so. So at one point, there's a guy that brings Cuban cigars. And she basically says she won't let him buy them because they're illegal. So he then whispers into the guy later on that he, you know, wants to buy them at home. But the whole time, he's trying to win over the, you know, win over Kristen's character. Kristen Yancey is her character's name. Yeah, um, yeah, trying to win her over. Yancey, that's right. We had we had Yancey as a character in another movie, um, <clears throat> the sleepover movie. Oh, did we? <laughs> but her, that was her first name. Was oh, Yancey. okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. We did have another character who I wasn't sure. She was like uh, another, like worked in another office or was a businesswoman in another office. It wasn't really made clear. Yeah. Whose name was Santa, not Santa. Yeah, they made a big deal about that. Mm-hmm. Played by Anna Ortiz. We also had a uh, a bike messenger who is also one of the main characters of the show, I guess. Played by uh, Dale God Boldo, who played Tyreek Kimbrough. Um. That's the guy I was talking about. Yeah, he was wearing yeah. weird shit too. It looked like like stuff from like a Mad Max film. Oh, I like, know. Like, what are you wearing, dude? Like, like. You know? And then here's okay. When we're talking, I'm just I'm on the cast right now, so I'm reading this. Something yeah. interesting. There's a reverend character that wasn't in this episode. Mm-hmm. Who is the reverend of the Baptist church that she belongs to? Okay. Reverend Thornhill, played by playwright Christopher Durang. Who is like a Tony Award winning playwright. Interesting. I don't really know him as much as an actor, but 
I've acted in some scenes and stuff from his plays before. So, so now you so you got the six degrees of separation thing, or um, well, I mean, I no, never not, met the guy or anything, but oh, well, yeah. you know. <laughs> No, right, yeah, never mind. Um, I just I just acted I, I, some I of his stuff when I was in college, when I was in my theater classes. So, yeah, I always get that thing mixed up to six degrees or whatever. Uh, so I guess so I guess he is a regular character, not just a one-off. So that's good. At least at least he gets more screen time. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not going to be. It probably is going to be stereotypical stuff, but whatever. And then, um, and uh, yeah, so Cuban cigars. No, no, but then he's gonna buy them. From yeah, home and, and he, she, he's trying to overdo this whole like uh, goody goody type of thing because now he's actually attracted to Kristen. Like he is to all of his female assistants. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I mean, why wouldn't you be? Kristen Chenoweth is hot, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but just, yeah, but it's like it's like, dude, like. But, but what I'm saying is that the, the premise of this show is just bad. Um, it is. That's horrible. Um. So he, like, puts his hand on her shoulder, and then she, quote, gives him the look that was a big thing in the like, yeah. late 90s, early 2000s. Like, well, it still if, is. A fe- <laughs> if a female gives you a look, then that means go ahead, which is not problematic at all. And, and you know, you don't need consent because someone looked at you a certain way. So, therefore... Go at it. Go for it. I mean, <laughs> but it's just fucked up. You think about how how popular that trope was in the mid to late nineties and early two thousands. Like, like for like ten straight years, probably twenty if you really think about it. So many guys were literally just taught from media: if a girl looks at you a certain way, just go for it. Like, I mean, like, and it's like wow. Well, 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 well like, the thing is, I think it's still a trope. It's not it, even gone. It's yeah. Maybe not as uh, pronounced, but it's still a trope and it's still something people believe. So it's like it, it's because the whole idea of like you know, like pe- some people go really hardcore into like evolution, like oh well every every mammal has like a mating signals and blah blah blah. And it's like okay, there might be some truth to that in like a very abstract kind of way. I mean, obviously but if somebody likes you they're gonna they're they're gonna be nice to you, but not right. everybody that's nice to you likes you that way. Right. You know, plus too, that's that's the yeah. problem that, that comes into play. It's where there's like a either or sort of thing. Like, well, if if this person is nice to me, that means that he or she likes me. In right. that way, especially she, you know, it's like, oh, a girl talked to me. That means that, you know, we're gonna get married now, um, right? Or at least we're gonna, you know, do it. You know, whatever. It's just that's not <laughs> reality because sometimes people, like sometimes people are just nice, you know. Because like, if if my guy friend is nice to me, I'm not thinking, hey, maybe he has a crush on me, right? But you know. But usually, a lot of guys are like that. With you know, oh, their female, you know, coworker is nice to them, so that means that they're in love with them. Right. <sighs> I did actually see something interesting about that, though. Too, not to get too sidetracked, but like, yeah. um, <clears throat> where it said like, you know, one of the possible reasons for that. Again, one of them doesn't mean that it's all encompassing. So just before anyone. Gets the idea, it's like, oh, you're saying it's because of this. No, one reason 
out of maybe hundreds, okay, is that guys tend to not really give each other compliments very often or, or show, yeah. like, affection. So when, like, a woman shows that, so it's like a double thing. So, like, let's say if you're a heterosexual guy, so you're not attracted to men in gen- anyway, and you're not really getting affection from said people, now all of a sudden you're getting affection for someone a that you do find attractive and you're not used to getting that kind of attention so it's like it's like a two for one type of thing you know so like i could see that from like that perspective of like oh well she must really like me it's like no just calm down like you know maybe but just you know let's i mean it's not out of the realm of possibilities but it's not the (laughs) definitive answer and that's why i say it's probably one thing because i know i know we live in a world now where two things can't be true at the same time or multiple things can't be so it can only be one or the other but hate to break it to anyone who might be listening multiple things can be true at the same yes. time i know it sucks but it's just it's reality mm-hmm. get, get over it it's fine uh anyway but so yeah like, he tries like, to like, like you can um, you can hate white you know, supremacists and also be mad at somebody that was black that killed somebody too oh yeah of course uh, yeah, yeah anyway so um, that's that's yeah yeah um so <laughs> we'll get into that later <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what else happens here? <laughs> uh, so after she, quote, gives him the look in his in his words, um, <clears throat> he basically, he he sets out his plan to, you know, be a good guy, you know, because that's what, quote, makes her hot. That's, again, yeah. his words, not mine. And then so he, um, this is during the same day, by, mind you. So I, I, I assume this was going throughout out the whole work week this is all happening one day so um so he he like shows her some check or something or in like five percent of like the earnings are going to go to some like charity for like premature babies or something like that yeah and he said that he was premature yeah i was a preemie or whatever and he's like you know what let's make it ten percent or whatever and then like she pretends to like seduce him and then it turns out it's because she knew that he was trying to play her. And he's like, how do you know that? And he's like, you, you did this two two nice things in one day. You got, you got to spread that stuff, you know, apart or spread it, you know, whatever. throughout my, the week. My question with this writing-wise, <clears throat> she barely knows this guy. Yeah. I mean, she may know his reputation, but still. Maybe this is what he actually is like. And she's just overreacting to it now, <laughs> on her I, end. I'm I not know. saying that, that 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 she is, but what I'm getting at is the fact is maybe the guy you know was a closeted nice guy, and she doesn't know this, and now she's chastising I, him. And if he were, for example, maybe then that would turn him into a not nice guy. Yeah. So then it like it like rebounds. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, it's like God damn it, no. And then, uh, <laughs> so like she does like this weird, awkward like. Not not even a lap dance. I don't know what you'd even call it. Just a weird, sexy dance. Like, yeah, I know. And then like he, the, 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 God, some of the dialogue. He's like, "You're a very clever Christian." Like, who wrote that? It's like that's just a weird thing to say. Like, like I, I never heard anyone say that ever. Or like, "You're a very clever Christian." Like, well, that's okay. that's the name of my punk band. <laughs> very clever Christian. Yeah. So, so also what I want to talk about. Hope, I hope I'm not like yelling too loud in the phone. Oh no, here. you're good. Um, 
So one of the other things I want to talk about was that this also had commercials in the video, so we got to see like the commercials that were actually aired at the time. Okay. And, like I got to the point where like I fast forwarded the- through some of them, so I'm really curious what you watched. No. So no, so like I thought some of the commercials were actually more entertaining than the actual show it was. Also, too, because there's like a stretch of like four commercials in a row that just the way like the order that they were in were like. <laughs> So ironic, but, like, hilarious at the same time. So, like, so one of them was, like, it was kind of near the end, like, the last, like, like five or seven minutes of the show, or the video, the YouTube video. And the first commercial was a, a AOL, and it was, like, get the new edition of AOL or whatever, and, like, all these people are, like, you can um easily, like, share um, photos, or, or even if you... Like, no matter what kind of camera you got, and it shows, like, one of those, like, 2001-E kind of cameras or whatever. And then, like, some teenager, he's like, yeah, like, I can just, like, put, like, my family photos in the album or whatever, just easy click or whatever. And then at the very end, <clears throat> they show, like, this, like, woman, like, on, like, computer, but, like, outside, like, near, like, the beach, like, in, like, some, like, beach home, like, in, like, you know, like this great view and it's like but it was like a full-on computer it's like it's one thing to like have your laptop out on like oh a, she had like a desktop like, like an actual desktop computer at like outside so it's like okay so you had to go get like a record like an extension cord or something and then hook that up and then carry the big ass monitor place <laughs> i mean like who would do that but anyway that was like that was 2001 for you that was to that that was like the peak of mm-hmm. luxury no one complained about see that's the thing You've become so spoiled now as a society that, like, back then that was like, hey, who cares if I got to carry this huge monitor so I could go on the computer for, like, an hour and then take the whole thing back inside the house. (laughs) You know, I get my hour of peace where I get to be on the computer outside. It's pretty awesome. 2001 was a simpler time. By the way, this was, like, you know, two months before 9-11 happened, so... Oh, my gosh, it was. So that was that was like a period of optimism that was very soon to be wiped away. But anyway, so um and and then the next one right after that though, so the, the irony. So you know, it's talking about like people sharing like their family photos and stuff like that. And the very next commercial is a subway commercial with Jared. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! And like so like. My brother and I, he, he said, like, oh, oh my god, it's like pre-pedo Jared. And I'm like, I don't think it was really pre. I think it was just during cops. So, you yeah. know, like. Um, Pre-convicted pedo. Not- <laughs> and, then, and then after that, I think there was like a Tomb Raider, not for the movie, but some. Yeah. So Tomb Raider was involved. I don't know if it was like a. I saw, I saw like, one. I saw one. There was like a commercial for basketball and for tomb raider at the same time yes what it was and then but then the one after that and my brother was saying we should we should go review this one was a tv show called go fish i was going to bring Uh, that up to you because i really want to cover that that actually looks better than the actual show we just watched it was a commercial i I found the pilot online so we will cover that for a future episode um (laughs) we were both thinking the same thing like oh god we gotta cover this like but um and so yeah, that, to me that was that was better than the show. Honestly, just watching the old commercials. Um, oh yeah, you know we got to see Jared before you know it was revealed that he was a monster. Um, you know we got to see the the woman chilling out on her full desktop computer outside. 
sunset, like in Tahiti or some shit. And um, it was a. Uh, it, 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 it was it was pre uh, 9/11 America and pre Jared being caught with nine and 11 year olds. Yo, wow, ba -ba -ba. <laughs> I went there. Anyway, you so um, <laughs> just not a laughing matter, by the way. Not no, not matter, at all. But, not but at it, all. But, but it was still a good joke. Anyway, yes. uh, again, again, both both things be true at once. Uh, yes. <laughs> Got to get used to that, guys. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I know it's hard, but. Just that was not it. a um, pro joke. That was <laughs> no, no. Um, so that's it. That's that's the show. That was that was pretty much it. Larry played a very minimal, unimportant role in it. Just like his his life is pretty unimportant. And this is the reason and, um, that Larry Romano left King of Queens for this, which was a great decision for America. Really, it was actually because um, it took him out of the limelight. Well, well, not really the limelight, but whatever. Um, the the, the dim light that he sort of gets shares a little bit from other people and anyway, yes. um yeah uh, do you want to take a break right now sure yeah we'll come back and maybe talk some more about this and some other things we'll be right back no outlet live hey i'm jay remy host of no outlet live if you're in a podcast that explore any and everything, check us out. We stream anywhere you listen or watch podcasts, or just type No Outlet Live one word in your Google search bar to find the show. Live Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook. No Outlet Live, your road to boredom ends here. Do you like Tessa? Do you think this will be a date that can last? Well, uh, she's not very articulate. <laughs> and we are back. Yeah. Okay. So, Matt, Sesame, yep. whatever your name is. Um, <laughs> um, Sesame. Yeah. Although, Bonadonna, that's your name, right? No, I'm joking. Sure. Yeah. Um, Tyreek Kimbrough. Sure. <clears throat> Santa, Santa Clemente. I like that name, actually. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Santa, yeah. Okay, so, anyways. <laughs> yeah, um, so we basically went over the whole plot, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was it. It was pretty much yeah. it. I mean, it wasn't, wasn't much to it. Um. The, um, okay, so, so as far as reviews go for this, um, they actually got some good reviews and user reviews on the internet movie database. Interesting. Um, I'm not going to read it, but this is like the first one says, she's great. The show isn't. Oh, that that's a bad one. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, another one. Adorable new comedy. Um, this is from Countess M. Back in June 5th of 2001. Back when this came out. Um, mm. I just saw the premiere of Kristen and, it was, and was really impressed. They could have made it sappy or too cynical, but it was great. It was a great balance between the two. The stars had mm. great a great feel for their roles and their characterizations were fun to watch. I'd recommend it as a great new show to keep your eye on. Mm, nope. Disagree. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, oh. But then again, 2001. So maybe at that time, maybe it was, mm. I, I, I'll, I'll just give you this. It was on the same night. I think right after Frasier. Oh, geez. Which, I mean, regardless of anything you think of anybody involved in that show or anything of that 
nature. That show has not dated. It's a good show to this day. <laughs> it's still That's funny. Crazy. Still one of the. It's it's probably the the best spin-off sitcom in the history of television. And you would watch Frasier and then watch this or vice versa and there's no comparison between the two in my opinion. <clears throat> which yeah, bring, which brings which brings me to my next uh <laughs> um review here. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the best shows air during the summer. Mm. Loser Me One L-U-Z-E-R-N-E, the number one. Wrote this okay. on, on the premiere night. I was very impressed with Kristen. It was a show that... that could hope make NBC a better network. Uh, okay. Um, with a lot of 30-minute shows boring, this one made sense. Forget Frasier. This show belongs on the list. You want TV to be different and interesting? One thing that needs to go is a serious reduction in Dateline, which I find useless. In short, give Kristen snatched an 83 out of 100, and it's small little wonder. Here's to the summer. I'm not understanding half of the Um, order of the words in this sentence, but um, yeah. 83 out of 100? Really? No. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Yeah. I I wouldn't even give it 30 out of 100. Um, <clears throat> but then again, this was when it, right when it came out, so maybe I'm trying to put myself in the 2001 mindset, what I would be doing in the summer of 2001. Well, here's one that I, came out that show, here's one that it, came out that same month. Um, it's called Another NBC Failure. This is from ABDNJ. This was written in June 19th of of 2001. I'm sorry. Um, After seeing Kristen for the first time, I couldn't believe a show of such low caliber is on the same network as Ed and Frasier. That's another thing. Ed is on the same time. Something else I was shocked to learn is that the title character is actually a Tony winner. Now, you would think that someone who has won such a prestigious award would know a flop from something new and fresh, but in this case, I guess not. It did, however, make one list with one list with flying colors, and that is the list of NBC's failed experiments scoring a 1 out of 10, the same as Cursed and the Michael Richards show. <laughs> That's right. We we reviewed that one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the bike over. Yeah. Yeah. So wow, those are some of the reviews from the Internet Movie Database. There's only like seven of them, and I'm not going to read them all. And um, <laughs> yeah, we need to go through all. Of them. So, so any final thoughts here? <laughs> um, related about the show itself, related about... to the show or the actors involved. Um. <clears throat> I don't know how much to say. Um, so, I'll, I'll say this much. Okay, so, to your credit, cause I don't think I had this, I don't have this amount of patience, but to your credit, you're able to have people on your page that are just the most, I would consider consider to be most atrociously 
horrible people possible, and I, I would I would just block them immediately. I can't. But you you keep them on somehow, and for for, somehow... for a while. I am no longer I am no longer Facebook friends with this person. So <laughs> no, I know, I'm saying like immediately yeah. I'd hit the black button. You but you keep them on for a little bit longer, so you got more patience than I do. But anyway, so so this guy Larry Romano, the the actor that was like the the voice of Played of reason, Aldo, the, Aldo yeah, Bonadonna. Mm-hmm. Donna Bonna or whatever it is, yeah, it's not at all. It's like a stereotypical name or anything yeah. like that. But uh, so he he was like he played like the voice of reason in this in this show. He's kind of like the he's basically kind of like the guy to stop the other dude from going too far. Basically, so he's he's there to be like his his angel sitting on his right shoulder. Well, that would hurt his, his Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, basically, and he also. Had a bit role in Akina Queens that he still talks about to this day because it's like the last time that he's actually. He doesn't talk about this show that often. No, I wonder why. But anyway, so he played the guy in King of Queens. If you remember that show that that ended uh, 15 years ago. <clears throat> anyway, um, <clears throat> you know, had had like nine seasons, whatever. But but yeah, the show ended 15 years ago, and he and he was only in the first two seasons. So we're talking. Yes. 23 years. Anyway, 20, half a quarter of a century. Anyway, um, 25% of a century. And um, he played the, a bit role in King of Queens for the first two seasons where he occasionally would hang out in the garage with Doug and them. And, and he was always like, played like the, the womanizer guy, like, yeah, you know, tag, you know, bag him and pass him. I can't even. I, I, he, I'm was, he was, he was, he was almost like a, he was like a generic, um, Joey from Friends, kind of yeah, exactly. Yeah. He kind of had a look, sort of like him, not mm-hmm. really, but enough. And so, like, that was like his whole deal was like, you know, womanizer. Like, I don't really outdate women. I just sleep with them and I move on because I'm a tough, tough, real man, you know, type of thing. But the twist was, oh well, he 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 was gonna do that with Doug's sister, but then he actually turned out. That he actually liked Doug's sister, but uh oh, spoiler alert, she was just using him for sex. What? You know, and then. You remember way too much about the show. Anyways, so <laughs> I remember a lot of stuff, dude. It's just how it works. But, um, <laughs> so then he was all like dejected, like, wait a minute, this is how it feels like, you know, to be treated this way? And it's like, yeah, because you lack empathy just like you do in real life. And people like that you know, are the people that have to touch the hot stove to know that it's hot because they're too stupid to just abstractly understand I shouldn't put my hand in fire, but there's some people out there that that's not enough. They got to put their hand in the fire and be like, ouch, that hurts. And, but then they'll probably forget the lesson in the week anyway, and they're just going to do it all over again. But anyway, so this guy, you know, probably, Speaking of playing with fire, probably playing with fire even talking about it. But so he w- he went on Mike's page and just went on this weird rant, like a lot of these right wing. By the way, you have a lot of right wing actors on your page. I, I you know there's like this this like theory that like actors are all liberals. I don't know because see like almost ninety percent of the actors on your well, page. I, are right I don't know. I mean, I, I actually it's it's a more majority of the other way. My friends list is hidden, so it's kind of hard to oh, okay. see all who I have. Yeah. Oh, I got this. <laughs> yeah. um, so, um, <clears throat> so you had a post on your page about a white supremacy rally that was going outside um, 
Is that down, okay if I mention that? Or yeah, that? it's down the street from my house. So and so like they had like. Well, you tell it. It's not fair for me to tell your story. Yeah, I know. Um, basically, yeah. And then he started kind of almost defending them. I'm not going to get into the specifics. If you want to, Matt, you can because I don't have them in front of me. But oh, um, yeah, he uh, he started defending them. So that's where that went. Okay. Any final thoughts here? No, that's just everything I've said. It's just uh, just not a good show. Uh, you know, don't watch it. I mean, go ahead and watch it if you want to, but um. Uh, it's not funny. It's uh, not clever. Um, maybe it gets better throughout the next five episodes, but I, I couldn't find any of them online, so I don't know. But um, Probably not <laughs> worth it. Unless you're a big Christian it's, fan, it's not worth it. Yeah, you know, hardcore Christian or Christian, whichever, you know, because um, she is <laughs> she a Baptist. And so, but, um, <clears throat> you know, but, oh, there was one line, though, that did, that did strike me. It was really weird, where she's like, He's like, um, how did you learn how to do that dance or whatever? And, and you know, and she's like, oh well, you, people might not realize it, but your spirituality is connected to your sensuality. And I'm a very spiritual person. And I'm like, that's like something you would never hear a Baptist say. <laughs> you know, no. Like, like I mean, I don't know, but like, um, well, maybe some, just not. This well, character, if they're married, <laughs> if they're married, yeah, yeah. but like, wouldn't be saying it as a single, whatever. Yeah, not like not not the character that out. they painted for us, at least. No, and that was it. That was the show, and then mm-hmm. um, you know, our, our boy Larry was in it, and yeah, he, you and know, he's... he he decided to ditch King of Queens for this. You know, he took the big shots. You know, was gonna. For a home run, you know, Babe Ruth style. I mean, just didn't work out. You know, I can say all I want bad about him, but I mean, I guess you know, at the time, King of Queens was only two seasons in. You yeah. couldn't you couldn't forecast it being one of the longest running sitcoms in history. He, you know, well, <laughs> and I don't know what the ratings were at that time either. I don't yeah, know and and, they... and who knows if they would have written him off anyways because they did write off other characters. So, and then right. brought, brought in brought in other characters like Patton Oswalt's character and other people. So, yeah, right. you know, it may He's have been may have been the best choice for his career at the time. So, who knows? Um, still does not change the fact that he was defending white supremacists on my Facebook. And um, I unfriended him. That's the moral of that story. But he could probably still see your post, though. Oh, yeah. Right, because your stuff's public, so uh, mm-hmm. he could still probably monitor you, like, oh, let's see what he's writing today, you know, whatever. Um, and and he might, who knows? And if he does, and if you're listening to this podcast, uh, Larry, and you'd want to come on, let us know. Um, yeah, I, uh, I maybe, yeah. maybe not. <laughs> I, I, don't, but, I don't think I want to interview <laughs> <laughs> uh, You could do that one alone. Oh, <laughs> I definitely will, I definitely would. But um, anyway, um, so... But, um, just be a better person, Larry. That's, yeah, just be a ev- better person. Everybody be a better person. You know, everyone. Not just not just him, <laughs> but just just don't be so angry all the time about everything. Okay? Like, yeah. Really. Like just. I, I I've seen some of your videos. You don't look too good, and I don't mean that as an insult about your physical appearance. I mean you just you look unhealthy. Like serious. Like, mm-hmm. In all seriousness, you look like you're not doing well, and you know that might contribute a little bit to some of your anger maybe because you don't feel good so maybe get checked out or something i don't know but you know something try something i mean have a v8 today man have a v8 today and um (laughs) 
<clears throat> and wear a condom. Well, wait, yeah, everybody. I mean, um, but now everybody, be a better person. I mean, and just in general, you know, be kind to each other. We, we, yeah, you're on. We're on this planet for a short time, and we share it with a lot of people. The best lesson that we can learn is to be a better person today than we were yesterday. Regardless of how great you were yesterday, you can still be a better person and be nicer to more people. Do something kind. Help an old lady cross the street. You know, tell your parents you love them. Do something, you know. Just be some, be nice, you know. And a stray dog that you might see. Um, and and one nice thing you yeah. can do is go to all 2 com and check out all of our links and maybe you know support the show somehow. Share it with a friend. That's a nice thing to do, right, Matt? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was so. Oh, of course. So, but until next time, folks. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real Two podcast, a Cullen Park production, produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Human Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now